Renegade Aviator, David Costa. Oh, oh, up and done. Two soldiers, five. We are the airfield and airspace. You are clear for takeoff. Have a good one. Thanks, Mo. Clear for takeoff. Check your bucket brake off. Check your trim set. Check your nozzle steering on. Maneuver. Damn it, half scorpions. Left turn out. That's what I'm up. Off brakes now. The Renegade Aviator combines jet airshow performances and this radio show to promote aviation, excellence, overcoming obstacles, and achieving goals. Here he is, the Renegade Aviator, David Costa. All right, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, in the air and on air for another episode of the Renegade Aviator Show. This week, something different. I host outstanding guests every single week, people in aviation who demonstrate excellence, overcome obstacles, and achieve goals. But today, I'm reaching back and I'm remembering their words of wisdom. I'm going to give you the opportunity to listen again. Even better, we have over a hundred episodes wherever you find podcasts. Find us on podcast and listen, even binge on what we have to offer. This year, I focused almost entirely on air shows, but our air shows this year due to COVID are dark. So here's a fast-paced sample of just a part of this season two, which is actually season three, if you count season zero. You'll figure it out. And I've got a personal favor to ask because I want to grow my audience. And if you'll help me do this, it'll help us reach more people. Number one, find the show on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you find podcasts, you can find the Renegade Aviator Show. Listen and binge if you'd like. Number three, follow the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Number four, like my episodes. Number five, share my episodes. Number six, rate us highly. (laughs) And I hope you see that the Renegade Aviator Show is more than just a show about aviation. It's a show about possibility as well. Help us bring this show to more people. Okay, you know already, I've got two websites, RenegadeAV8R.com, RenegadeAviator.com, and I have WorldRecordJet.com. But the Renegade Aviator has three aspects, three things combined to do what we do. Number one is this show. We bring you entertainment each and every week on this podcast, on this show. Number two, my air shows in the TS-11 Iskra jet. Iskra means spark in Polish. It's a former military jet, and it's a you're going to really enjoy seeing that when we come back to air shows in 2021. And look for our video page to start growing. We're getting ready to do some cool videos all about our air show performances. But number three is our world record jet program. You can get involved in everything that we do. All you need to do is go to those two websites, renegadeaviator.com and or worldrecordjet.com. And thank you. Yes, you the person I'm looking at, the person I'm pointing to through your earpiece. (laughs) Thank you. There's a passion here in this show, and I hope that it inspires you to go after your passion and the things you love to do. Put simply, we want you to live your life at full throttle by observing those of us that are already doing it. All right, so sit back, relax, listen to some words of wisdom from just a small sample of the great people that I've been blessed to have on my show. There's plenty more coming. We ain't done yet. And if you have a favorite show, why don't you go ahead and reach out? You have a testimonial, a fond memory of aviation, or anything that you think might be interesting to the Renegade Aviator Show, call my office. You're going to get a voicemail, so relax and record a message. 888-366-5256. Be heard if it's really good. I'll put you on the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, ready for departure. Here we go. 
209 at the ground control. We're loaded and ready to taxi. 209er, taxi to runway 19er. Flight 209er, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. What? Flight 209er, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Tower radio clearance, over. That's Clarence, over. Over. Roger. Huh? Roger, over. What? Huh? Who? What is an air show? We have air show professionals on our show each and every week for a reason, because it is excellence demonstrated. It is possibility demonstrated. And I am pleased today to have Carol Pilon of Third Strike Wing Walking. Flying an airplane is pretty darn cool, but standing on top of an airplane, I get goosebumps thinking about it, Carol. So welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. What you do scares the living daylights out of me and I fly jets. <laughs> well, that's okay, David, because honestly, it offers a certain amount of job security. <laughs> Carol, what got you started in wing walk? What got you started doing something like standing on top of a biplane going upside down? Well, it's really the silliest thing, David. While most people were familiar with what they wanted to be when they were going to grow up, I didn't. I knew that I was attracted towards aviation. And one fine day, I was sitting at home watching an ad on television for my local air show. And I saw a nanosecond of a wing walker go by. And honestly, uh, living up here in the frozen Canadian north, I had never heard of it, was not familiar with it, never knew such a thing existed. But that three-second clip, just grabbed my spine and wing walking has owned me ever since. On that day, that is absolutely what I knew I was supposed to be doing with the rest of my life. No ifs, ands, or buts. And for the last 25 years, that's what I've been trying to do. Either become a wing walker, stay a wing walker, or be a better wing walker. Season two, episode two. What about you? Has something ever grabbed you by the spine? When you find what it is, when you find what's right, That's going to happen to you. If nothing has inspired you this strongly in life to this level, man, you still have work to do. You still need to keep exploring possibilities. And this is supposed to be fun, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we are here to find our passion and our purpose. It's supposed to be fun. The journey. Try something new. Be open to new possibilities. Allow yourself to flourish. Once you do that, full throttle, baby, more Carol. Here we go. Now, as for how to get there, my story is a little different than most. I, of course, saw this television ad and picked up the phone, called the air show and said, how do, how do I become a wing walker? How do I get in touch with these people? What do I do? And the show put me in touch with the team and the team put me in touch with ICAST. But no, seriously, it took me seven years from the first time I witnessed wing walking to the first time I got out in an airplane. And that would not have happened if I'd have even pretended to give up for a second. So a lot of dedication and a lot of annoying wing walking teams, basically stalking them, allowed me to actually get my first chance out on a wing. All right, I can see right now I'm going to run short on this show. I'm going to try to pack as much as I can into the next hour or a full hour show. So guys and gals, go back to listen to these episodes. All of our guests are great. I'm not making a judgment on this show which ones are better or not, but I'm just giving you kind of a walk backwards a little bit so we can move ahead. Imagine this. Imagine doing what you've loved. You're really trying to make a break into an industry, and it takes you seven years before somebody will talk to you. Can you handle it? Carol could. Are you up to it? She was. And if you're willing, if you're willing to do the hard work and wait your turn and be ready to go, You're on your way, man. You're able to give back once you figure out what your calling is and what your purpose is. The best part of this whole thing is, though, you get to choose. Losers let someone else choose. So if you want to come in and just throw money at me, that's not going to work in the slightest because I have no interest in taking people for joy rides. I have no interest in taking people up who want to have an adventure. What I'm looking for are candidates that are willing to commit their life to the art of wing walking and to make it better for future generations. That's great. This is no different from any skill or anything of excellence in life you want to do. Nobody is going to sit there and just say, throw me a bunch of money and I'll make it all better. 
No, you need to dedicate in no matter what you do in life. And, and I think even if you're listening here today and say, look, I'm afraid of heights, I would never get up on the wing of an airplane. This is part of the reason we go to air shows, to look at the possibility and to listen to what Carol is just telling us. Well, what you need to do is elevate your life. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. My real life job is I take care of a grocery store that is owned by my family. And tomorrow, or actually this afternoon, I'm going to be undoing an order. And when I'm placing that order, I'm going to be looking to put stuff on the shelf in the right place at the right time, and it's going to be faced perfectly. You can bring a level of excellence to anything you do in life, even if it's mundane and tedious. And just by elevating your own experience, you will, in fact, elevate your whole life. Trust me, it's a real thing. If you're searching for excellence, It'll find you, you'll find it, and then you can just grow on it. But it has to start with even the mundane. That is so true. I love the word elevate. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Make aviation great again. David Costa, the renegade aviator, will be right back. He told me to say that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the renegade aviator. Each and every week, I bring you air show performers and people in aviation that are demonstrating excellence. But this week... I've got someone who's been flying air shows all over the world and is now going to start flying air shows right here in the good old USA. Maz of Cloud Dancers Aviation. Maz, welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, my friend. Hey, David. Thank you so much for having me here. Super excited to bring some of our international flavor to the United States this year. Signore e signori, questo è the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, il programma radiofonico di Dave Costa. Oggi abbiamo il piacere di avere come ospite Maz, The Cloud Dancers Aviation, e mi sembrava opportuno dargli un caloroso benvenuto in italiano. Now, probably you didn't understand much of what I just said, but you know, a bit of Italian flavor doesn't harm, right? For sure. You know, I'm 31 years old right now, and I've been in aviation for 10 years. For our standards uh, across the ocean, I started relatively early, and therefore I was still there at a time where it was possible to show up at the local airfield and scrub tires and, you know, scrub tires three hours a day or and clean windshield for a month and then get 20 minutes of flight time out of that. So I understand that the world has changed and sometimes it can be difficult to, to get into aviation in such a soft way. But the focal point here is it's never too late to jump into this. I have a lot of friends who came and told me that, you know, I already have a career. I'm happy. I always wanted to be a pilot. It's too late for me. It is never too late at all. And the most important thing to remember is that everyone thinking about doing work into aviation and making it the, the focal point of their life, which could be their job or their source of income, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to become an airline pilot to be able to live off it. That's right. There's so much you can do in aviation and with airplanes that doesn't need you to put the investment or make the lifestyle decision for you and your family to become an airline pilot. You can make a living out of it by working in general aviation, by becoming good at it and doing test flying and doing ferry flight and towing banners and towing gliders and being an instructor. And there's a million ways to make a living out of aviation. And this is something that I feel is always or often not looked into by anyone who wishes to fly but can't justify doing it as a hobby. Sure. I have a young man right now that reaches out to me through social media and he lives in Africa. And for him to get started in aviation, it's tough. It's way tougher than it would be for us here in the U.S., for sure. But I'm telling him probably the same thing you tell people. Show up. The first step is find an airport and simply show up and be of service. 
or at least be willing to be of service. And it is tough now because we do put big, huge fences around airports. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, around the world, it can really be difficult, especially like you mentioned, this gentleman who's uh, trying to get into aviation in Africa. I can imagine the difficulties over there. Even when we were flying there in the airline, it was a very special environment to work into. So I can imagine for the general aviation market how much of a challenge it can be. But the main thing, like you said, is show up, be of service. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to be told no. And then show up again the next day and ask again. So it's a work of attrition, but it does work. And it works for everybody who's into aviation right now. Just show up. Simple. Easy. Jump into what we're doing. Worldrecordjet.com. You don't need to be a pilot if you just like being around jet aircraft. If you like being a part of our world record attempts, doing whatever it is you have the skills to do or the skills to learn, we can use you young and old, but we're focused on having you Gen Z, you Zoomers, push this boomer past some world records. You can get on our crew. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, the first step is simple contact me through worldrecordjet.com. How far you go, well, that's totally up to you. Let's continue. Here we go. Kyle Franklin coming up next. Call David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, 888-366-5256. and every week we have people on this show that are exuding excellence that are out there doing stuff and that's why i focus on air show performers because the air show performance is excellence demonstrated and this week air show royalty kind of fits with this and i'm saying this because i think you'll maybe get a kick out of it but kyle franklin ladies and gentlemen of franklin's <laughs> flying circus if there is a family that has personified the air show industry but i remember watching jimmy fly when i was a kid and uh, here you are today kyle kyle franklin ladies and gentlemen just carrying it forward <laughs> thank you david appreciate it very much and uh, happy to be here Right on. So, uh, Kyle, when I look at the type of air show performance you do, and it's something that I think in modern air shows we're seeing less of, and that's a shame because it's this showmanship piece. It's the story. It's the uh, it's the whole of what you're doing, right? So there's people that are out there to fly airplanes. That's great, right? We love to watch people fly airplanes. But you bring to the act really what air shows are all about. It's that whole package. It is that creativity and that story. And you just can't see this on YouTube. You got to show up at the air show and experience this. Can you explain a little bit about how your air show kind of comes together for the crowd? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And unfortunately, a lot of the big showmanship acts, like I said, are kind of starting to go away. And even a lot of the airplanes, kind of like uh, what my father and I have always flown, the big round engine aerobatic airplanes you're seeing fewer and fewer of every year i mean there's only a handful of wing walking acts left in the business and it's sad to see the industry going that way but that's one thing i'm trying to keep that going as best as i can to keep bringing people out you know i always considered myself more of an entertainer than a pilot anybody can fly you can learn it, but I want to fly and I want to entertain these people. And I always view things from me as a spectator. What would entertain me? Some of the guys out there, it's great to watch them fly and the things they can do with their airplanes. But my goal, whenever I'm always putting a new act together or coming up with something, is how can I entertain the four-year-old whose dad brought him out to the air show and all the way up through the 80-year-old old man that's been around aviation his entire life? Make sure that my routine or my act will entertain everyone of all ages. And even if you like airplanes or don't, if uh, someone just drugs someone out to an air show, never been to one, you know, what's gonna keep them entertained? Snapping it on the down line, ladies and gentlemen, do not take your eyes off of Kyle Franklin. He's got a surface level waiver and he's not afraid to use it. In 2008, I came up with the idea of 
pirated sky, which was a pirate wing walking act. Again, it was one of those things I was sitting in front of a TV, just kind of thinking up, you know, how can I be something else other than just a big biplane in the air show industry? And Pirates of the Caribbean came on TV and I was thinking, you know what? It's already the Waco mystery ship. And everybody loves a pirate. Who doesn't love a pirate for the most part? <laughs> and uh, anyways, that kind of, that's what got the ball rolling. And my brain got to clicking on different ideas of how to turn a wing walking act into a pirate themed wing walking act. And uh, funny in the beginning, when I first had this idea, I got no support from anybody on this. I mean, even my wife at the time, Amanda, she didn't like the idea. Nobody liked the idea, but I'm like, nah, this is good. And this will be something good. Kids will love this. And yeah. I think everybody, and we do the story, right. Everybody will like this. And less than two years later, it was the top civilian act in the air show industry. It was one of the most sought after acts. So I was uh, really proud of that act. That is my, in my opinion, that was my crowning achievement in the air show industry so far. And, uh, while we were doing Pirated Skies, though, we also still doing my comedy acts, my comedy act fairly regular. And then uh, something Dad and I had started on years earlier was the new airplane. And it was essentially the idea behind it was it was going to be a baby Waco. We wanted it to look like the Waco, but smaller, more maneuverable, better performance and all these things. And we had started on that airplane, or at least, you know, the designs on the napkin were around 2003, somewhere, 2002, somewhere around there. And it's something we had been working on. And then after he passed, everything kind of got thrown on the back burner. But uh, Amanda and I decided to try to bring that back and uh, try to finish that airplane. So we started working on that. And uh, a lot of people don't realize how much of a hand Amanda had in building that airplane and the design and the ideas behind the act and everything. Huh. Being that this one was Dracula, we had the pirates, and now we're going vampires. Right. Both these things <laughs> relate back to my childhood. I've always been a fan of Halloween, always loved it. And my two favorite things to dress up for Halloween were pirates and vampires. So I'd always also bring bits of my childhood into my business and the ideas I'm coming up with. And so uh, anyways, we were, man and I were working really hard on Dracula, trying to get it up and going. And she was really excited for this one. She was excited about the vampires. And then after uh, lost her in 2011, kind of took the rest of the season off somewhat. I still ended up doing about five or six more shows with the Comedy Act that year. And in the process, trying to get Dracula finished. It was about a little more than halfway complete at the time. And uh, anyways, finally got it completed. And it debuted in 2013, which was its first debut season. And uh, it went over pretty well. It wasn't the greatest year to debut a new airplane with sequestration hit and everything. And that kind of decimated the air show industry. But right. all in all, you know, it's the act went over pretty well and been having a lot of fun flying it. And we're actually we're doing some other modifications for on it this year going to do some other retrofits to try to try some new ideas i've got uh make it perform even better and different maybe changing the theme up a little bit you know always trying to come up with something new so you know i gotta jump in here for a quick second during that last clip with kyle he mentions his dad and amanda his wife at the time both by the way lost in air show crashes Listen to Season 2, Episode 4 and 5 for more details on all this stuff. But did you hear the entertainer in Kyle? Do you think that when you show up at an air show with Kyle Franklin flying that you're not in for one heck of a treat? <laughs> you better damn well believe you are, ladies and gentlemen. Back to Kyle and why air shows. Don't believe the BS that the new normal is here to stay. The normal is the old normal, and you and I and all of us are overdue to meet at an air show soon. Go to renegadeaviator.com and stay in touch with me. Here we go. Back to Kyle. Call David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, 888-366-5256. The Renegade Aviator, in the air and on air. Here we go. 888-366-5256. Call it. Get your free team decal. Kyle's thoughts on the future of air shows. Why come out to an air show? 
think YouTube. You think that's where it's at? You think YouTube is the future of air shows? I disagree. So does Kyle. Here we go. The air show industry is steadily dying, in my opinion, in a lot of ways. And we're just between we're getting overregulated in some ways and just a lot of that idealism and everything for that type of flying and everything is just steadily fading away and people have computers and games and the movies and they're just not finding air shows as entertaining but that being said they're sitting at home watching this stuff on a screen which does not isn't near it does not showcase what's all of us in the air show industry do at an actual air show and people have to support if they love seeing this stuff. And a lot of times they love going to air shows, but there's one show that's trying really hard this year to get going. And it's a great show, but they lost a lot last year due to people coming to the parking lot and they didn't have to buy their tickets until after they parked. And so they ended up just sitting in the parking lot and watching the show for free. And it's like, guys, in today's world, air shows are still some of the cheapest entertainment out there. I mean, most air shows average, you know, ten to twenty dollars a person for general admission, and that's for all day entertainment, you know, an entire event. Yep. But yet people say, Oh, that's too expensive and it's like, but you'll pay thirteen dollars to go to the movies and watch a lousy chances are a lousy movie from Hollywood. People if they like what we do and they like air shows, they've got to get out there and watch them and support their local air shows because exactly. I've seen especially the smaller shows, which are some of the best shows because at a smaller air show, you may not have one of the big jet teams there, but you're because it is a little smaller, you can get up close and personal, you can come and talk with us and we can get to you easier and it's a lot more relaxed and it's something the smaller shows are just a lot easier and a lot more entertaining, in my opinion. And uh, we're seeing a lot of those small air shows going away. They're just uh, between not being able to get sponsorship for their event. And then when they do do the event, people not coming out to watch. And, you know, it's just seeing a lot of things in the world changing. And the air show industries are going to have to figure out ways to change with them and ways to get people out there. For sure. Call my office and leave a message. I'm starting to compile clips of our listeners. When you call and leave a message with your comments about the show, if I like what I hear, I just might play your recording on the show. 888-366-5256. Nobody's going to pick up. Just leave a message. 888-366-5256. Back after the break, David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Ladies and gentlemen, he has entered an inverted flat spin. This is a maneuver that at one time was considered unrecoverable. Once you were in, there was no way out. How low will he take it? Still falling. Terra Firma getting really big in the window. Come on, Kyle. Any second, buddy, let's pull it out. Still falling, not quite yet recovered. Ladies and gentlemen, at an altitude of less than 800 feet, Kyle Franklin and the inverted flat spin. Just remember this, ladies and gentlemen, support your air shows. Write a thank you note. It's so simple. It's so easy. If you can vote by mail, you can certainly support our air shows by mail. So it's real simple. Just find a list of the sponsors, write them a thank you note, say, hey, we appreciate you supporting our air shows. Write a note to those volunteers and to the people that put air shows on and say, hey, thanks. We appreciate it. Gratitude goes a long way. Here's another thing you can do. By becoming a part of my crew, you can help support our air shows. It's what we do here on the Renegade Aviator Show. RenegadeAviator.com and just click any one of the links that says join my crew. I'm not going to quit on this. Are you? All right, one more segment coming up with Kyle Franklin and playing it safe versus hanging it out on the line. Listen up, snowflakes. Here we go. Stop, Dave. I'm afraid. He was one of the big advocates for the air show industry as this is an entertainment business. And uh, one thing he said is so many of, us, many of us in the air show industry, they we get out there and the announcer gets to talking about how choreographed this is. And, of course, we want everybody to feel safe. So we're like, yeah, this is very safe what he's doing. And it's all <laughs> he's trained a whole bunch. And it's like 
people don't want to hear that. Jim Leroy, I heard him say it once. He says, people don't want to hear he came and flew safe. You know, they, <laughs> they don't want to hear that. They want to hear how dangerous this is. You can die doing this. And that's what thrills people. I mean, you think people watch NASCAR to watch cars go around in a circle all day? No. <laughs> but I tell you what. So they know it. But we are losing it. People in this country today, oh, my God. You know, it's snowflake generation or something. But it's yeah, just, that's you know. for sure. And, you know, you got to go out there and hang it out there. So, yeah, people respect people who hang it out. Yeah, nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to do that. But, yeah, if no. it ain't dangerous, why do it? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's half the thrill in life sometimes uh, is, you know, if you're – it really is a, a thrill in life. And you can't go through your life worried that something might happen or that you might get hurt doing it because that's not living life. So yeah. to quote Amanda on that one. So, yeah, I mean, it's – uh Different world we live in, that's for sure, and hopefully we're able to keep entertaining people as long as we can. Well, yeah, wholeheartedly agree, man. Safe is not what we do. Kyle said that, but what he said is not what you might believe that to be. In a world of safe, you need people who hang it out on the line, on the edge. Do you believe that life should be safe? That might be why you might be bored, depressed angry. Today is not safe and you're not safe. Deal with it and live your life today. Life is about hanging it out there. Embrace the thrills in life and know that regardless of it, regardless of whether you play it safe or not, there is a risk in all we do. The Renegade Aviator combines jet airshow performances and this radio show to promote aviation, excellence, overcoming obstacles, and achieving goals. Here he is, the Renegade Aviator, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. You know what? Sure, airshow pilots are really, really cool, but how cool is it to be able to get paid to blow stuff up. There ain't much cooler than that. Or from my side of the aisle, if you fly over bedlam below, fire, smoke, things going boom, I've got a special guest for you today, Mr. Rick Myers of Firewalkers International. And he's going to tell us today all the cool stuff about blowing stuff up at air shows. Really cool. Rick, welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Hey, boom. You know, that's the way I started every pilot's briefing is with that, and it really gets your attention. Of course, that's what we like to do, and uh, we have just a great time entertaining our audiences and our fans and uh, making more fans at every air show. Our little motto is an air show without pyro is just another fly-in, and we really do put that into punctuation marks. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Anybody who can have a wall of fire that's 1,000 feet long, an act called the F-bomb, you got my attention right away, man. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we do a lot of things, but that uh, the F-bomb, as we call it, has really caught the air show industry by surprise. A little background on that thing. It wasn't intentionally called that first. We first called it the Firewalker Super Bomb. But, you know, when you write that on the schedule about 20 times, it's kind of a lot of writing. So I thought, well, you know, how about if I just abbreviate it like I do everything else? And lo and behold... We created the F bomb. So explain kind of what it is you're doing. Well, this is why I described it to some of the airshow producers that put this stuff on is, you know, they can hire some of the world's best aerobatic airplanes and pilots. And they do an outstanding job, and I know a lot of them personally. But, you know, after you see the third airplane that's painted green instead of blue or red, and it's still doing barrel rolls and loops and Cuban 8s and all that stuff, it quite frankly, it now becomes boring because all the kids are now wanting to go get hot dogs and that kind of stuff. Well, you throw in a few explosions with big fireballs, you keep their attention for the rest of the day because they don't want to leave the show line now. They want to see what else is going to blow up out there. So we really add the excitement to any air show. I mean, we're not the main act, but we are a huge punctuation mark. And a good example of that is you can take a whole bunch of military aircraft, either civilian or, or military, 
and you can say, hey, look, ladies and gentlemen, here comes a F-22 on a bombing run, and he flies by, and that's all they see is a flyby. Here comes an F-22. Watch what's going to happen today, ladies and gentlemen, on this bombing run. And the jet comes in, pulls his nose up in the air, and all of a sudden, kaboom! Right behind him goes this big fireball. The crowd fills his big chest thump in there, and they see and feel the heat of this thing. I just got their attention for the rest of the air show. And it takes that boring act and just adds another level of excitement to it. You literally will have people come back the second and third day because they want to see these explosions going off. They love it. It is amazing. It is amazing. And I think from the YouTube generation that people think, well, I can just pull out my iPhone and I can watch movies of an air show. Sorry, unless you stand on the flight line and feel the concussion and the heat, you can't get that on a video, can you? (laughs) It's amazing. Well, we've had people as far as 5,000 feet away when we shoot that 1,000-foot wall of fire off said, oh, my God, I could feel the heat clear back there. I thought I was going to burn up. <laughs> and so you just can't do that on social media. You've got to be there in person. And it just excites everybody so much they have to come back. Well, they go home, they tell the neighbors about it. Man, you should have seen this wall of fire go off. I felt it clear over here. Well, let's go see this thing. And next day they come back and bring their neighbors with them. So the show gets bigger. And the following year when they say, hey, we're going to have an air power demo and we're going to have Firewalker's Pyro here, oh, we got to go see this thing. It was really cool. So it's infectious. If you don't have it, you're missing out a big venue. So, Well, it is. And each and every week we're always telling people we do promote aviation. That's what we do here. But really what I do is I promote the air show world because I say air shows are excellence demonstrated. And it's a performance. We had Kyle Franklin on uh, recently. And, you know, Kyle is a performer. What you're doing, you're performing. You're giving people bang for their buck. They show up at an air show. You're spending, on average, 25 bucks to walk in the door. And uh, there ain't too many places you can see things go boom. (laughs) When you add Kyle Franklin and Skip Stewart and myself into this thing, and we do a little thing called Masters of Disaster or Ten Sticks, you lace three airplanes together or two airplanes and a bunch of pyro and then throw in Chris Darnell with shockwave jet truck. You've got more action in 15 minutes than you're going to see for the rest of the day. And here you got Skip and Kyle and maybe Patty Wagstaff flying back and forth. And they say, my God, they're flying crazy. And all of a sudden, boom, here goes an explosion or boom, here goes a 300 foot napalm shot or a big strafing run with red, white, and blue hits. And then all three airplanes or two airplanes line up and race that jet truck. And as they hit show center, boom, a thousand foot wall of fire goes off. And if we get it all timed right, all three airplanes and a jet truck have a background of nothing but fire. It is spectacular. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Make aviation great again. David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, will be right back. He told me to say that. Hey, boom, this is Rick Myers with Firewalkers Pyro talking with David Costa here at Renegade Aviator Radio Show. And we're talking about uh, air shows and blowing things up. So we're going to have a great time today. On air, the Renegade Aviator combines jet air show performances and this radio show to promote aviation, excellence, overcoming obstacles, and achieving goals. Here he is, the Renegade Aviator, David Costa. Some people listening to this show believe that the most important people at air shows are the performers, and you know what? They are absolutely 100% wrong. The fans are super important, obviously. We can't put on air shows without fans. You people listening are why we do this. But there are people behind the scenes that anybody who's anybody in the air show world 
If you've been around for about two or three seconds, you know that these people behind the scenes are the powerhouse, the energy, or the drive, and do way more work and put way more things together than a performer would ever, a mere performer would ever do. So I would love to introduce to you today Bobby Thompson. Bobby does way more than what she may lead you to believe. Bobby, welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Well, thank you, David. And since you are a tenant at the airport, I do know you're the renegade aviator. <laughs> yeah, I don't cause too much problems. At least lately, I've been pretty good around there. <laughs> yes, you have. Okay. <laughs> well, David, despite the rumors, I did not teach the Wright brothers to fly. <laughs> I did teach Wilbur, and then he taught Orville. <laughs> no, only kidding. I have been flying for a very long time. I started as a pilot in the industry. And I actually performed in my first air show at the ripe old age of 17 and also started doing air races as a teenager and really enjoyed it. It's just the best industry ever. It's not an occupation. It's more of an obsession and disease that once it grabs hold of you, it just will not let go. And I've been very fortunate throughout my life to be an air show performer, an air racer. Of course, I still to this day produce air shows and been producing air shows for a number of years. And I think you're well regarded. Anybody who's in the air show world, you mentioned Bobby Thompson. Everybody knows who you are. And it's because you provided so much value. As I mentioned, I started actually, I was sponsored by Macaulay Propellers and Cessna Aircraft. And as a teenager, and I was supposed to go around these air shows and show that not only could a teenager get involved to promote flying and everything, but also a girl, for God's sake. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> I think that was so long ago, you know, girls weren't that dominant in industry. And when I look at air shows, I really see three things. I see patriotism, so inspirational. And I think sometimes that gets lost with, oh, look what that guy just did in the air. But when you come right down to it, most of those people out there in the crowd wouldn't know if the guy was doing the loop or roll or setting up for a landing. They just know it looks kind of cool. But they do get caught up in all the patriotism. They do get inspired. And we've been so fortunate in recent years with air shows picking up STEM experiences for kids to really show them how important education is, even if they want to be one of those crazy pilots flip-flopping around in an airplane, or if they want to go more into the engineering and math side of things. I really think air shows play a critical role. And one thing a lot of people don't realize is how many air shows there are. Did you know, for example, and you may, that more people attend air shows than any other sporting event ever. I think we need to, as an industry, do better letting people know that because you're absolutely right. It's amazing, isn't it? We'll be back next year or the year after. And getting one restarted is even harder than doing one in the first place because then people say, well, you're really going to do it this year? And just some of the components you have to consider, one of the big ones is sponsorship. Air shows are expensive to put on. Just a small show could easily cost a quarter of a million dollars. Mm. And, you know, you can't make all that up with your gate money. You've got to be able to have good sponsorship, vendors, and your piece of the action from the vendors, and so many things to make up the cost. People say, well, what do you do with all the money you make from an air show? <laughs> well, we pay the bill. Yeah. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. What are we supposed to do? Right over the last couple of weeks, I keep saying this. What are we supposed to do? Because all of us right now have something lost, something screwed up. We're all involved in this government shutdown of this uh, Wuhan virus, COVID virus, whatever the heck you want to call it. But hey, do you know what? If you want to talk politics or anything else, there's plenty of radio shows to do that. But this radio show is about promoting aviation, in particular, promoting air shows. Air shows demonstrate excellence. And I love demonstration over words. I talk a lot, man, but I hate talk. I love demonstration. So air shows embody excellence demonstrated. They embody overcoming obstacles and achieving goals. And today, my special guest is an air show performer, Jerry Connolly, demo pilot, vampire air shows. Jerry, welcome back to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Hey, it's good to be back, Dave. How are you doing? From your perspective as a performer, the value that air shows provide to them and to this country, why are air shows so darned important to this nation? Air shows in general 
or a national asset. And a lot of people just think it's a nice day of fun. You go out, your kids go see airplanes in the air, and you eat a hot dog and be entertained, usually for free at military shows and for a very, very low cost on some of the civilian shows. A national asset in that, from the military standpoint, air shows are a recruiting tool. They're also a way of showing the general public how the defense dollars are spent. When you see an F-22 or an F-35 fly over, you say, well, you know what? That's part of my money. That's what I work for. That's part of my tax going to make this country great by having aircraft that are number one in the world. As far as recruiting, nobody is going to drag a little Jimmy out for a 30, 40-minute drive, maybe hour drive to get to a show, a half hour sitting in line, then the long walk to get to where your seat's at in the hot sun for a one-hour demonstration of the Thunderbirds or Blue Angels. I like to explain to people that the air show pilots are basically like the opening act for Garth Brooks. We're the ones that do the teaser. We're the one to entertain the crowd. We show the military aviation with all the warbirds and do the warm-up to the crescendo, which is you know one of the demo teams like the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels, where then the public gets to see. This is something I'd like to be involved in. As a young child, you know, I remember seeing the Thunderbirds fly, and I said, this is what I want to do. I want to be a part of this. I want to be part of aviation. And in our world where science and mathematics is pretty much falling by the wayside, especially in the United States, to get kids interested in something that's, first of all, out of their computer, off the video games, outside, breathing real air, and watching something which is incredible by any stretch of the imagination is something we desperately need to do. So in that letter to the president, I explained to him as a national asset, no opening acts, no air shows, no recruiting, because we got to be able to build that interest to bring kids out to spend an entire day with their parents. Absolutely. And without the opening acts, no sponsors, nobody to put this together, because you're right, the military bases open up for a lot of these air shows. Mayday, save our air shows. You know, that's a common term in aviation, mayday. And we say that whenever we've got a situation that we got to resolve. And right now we do. But there's a lot of good that happened with air shows. There's a lot of good in the air show industry. And we are coming back. Today I've got Michael Wiskus of Lucas Oil Air Shows, who's with me. Uh, Michael, welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Hey, Dave, thanks. I really appreciate you giving me a call and getting me a part of this. This is terrific. I still love every part of aviation. I love all of it. So whether it's flying upside down at 10 feet, racing a jet car, whatever it is, I love aviation. I love all every aspect of it. I love it. Right on. And that's why love your life, love what you do. It's a choice. We choose. We choose every part of our day. Michael, I'm thrilled and I'm blessed to uh, have you on my show today. I really do appreciate. I know you're very, very busy and I really appreciate you for coming on the Renegade Aviator radio show today. Well, I appreciate your invitation. Thank you. All I can say is this. I love this country. Uh, There is a God and uh, he'll take care of us. He's watching over us. And uh, this will pass. So just hang on. And like I said, every five years is a lifetime. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of this time to realize what we had and what we have in the future. It's incredible. It is. I couldn't agree more. Michael, thank you again. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. Right on. We'll see you, Dave. Oh, man. Okay. We are just running short of time. I can't go on for three hours. Some of you might like it. Some of you might hate it. But I got to stick to my profile, stick to where I need to be. And the time for this show is over, ladies and gentlemen. This is the end of the program. But look, there was so many good episodes, not because of me, but because of my guests the people that I've had on my show through the years, I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast versions anywhere you find podcasts. Listen to the people that have come on the Renegade Aviator show. Listen to their passion. Listen to their experience. Their message is going to resonate with each of you differently. This show has a positive message, and I hope you see that. I started this show this week thinking that 
I wouldn't have enough. I wouldn't have enough to put together. But I found myself cutting and cutting as the as I had to compact this into my roughly one hour show. I hope I was able to give you some kind of an overview of what we're about as an industry, as the air show industry, as the aviation industry, our passion, our addiction, the addiction we call aviation. But I think I failed you guys. There's just too much that I didn't include. So I'm sorry, (laughs) but I'm not that sorry. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I could quit, but I'm not. I know we're on the right track. We're on the right track with our Shows like this, the Renegade Aviator Show, with our air shows and our TS-11 Iskra Jet, and with our world record attempts that you people, you that are listening, can get involved. All you need to do is to go to our websites. I hope you hear on this that from air show performers, I hope you hear what's coming out through all of us, that we're here to entertain But more importantly, we're here to be of service. That's what this is about. And that's why if we stay on track, if I stay on track to continuing to put this show out, to be of service to you, to provide you some kind of value, that's why our show is growing. And that's why we're not even close to quitting. And that's why when these air shows open back up again, you're going to come out and meet every one of the guests that I've had on my show. And you're going to appreciate the whole process even more. I know it. We want to demonstrate our passion through excellence. RenegadeAV8R.com, RenegadeAviator.com, and WorldRecordJet.com. Stay in touch with me. Call me, 888-366-5256. Leave a message. Leave a testimonial. Tell us how we can do better. Tell me how I can better serve you. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya. Terminate. 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 Terminate.